Chapter 7 Sina should have been happier. Her father was recovering and had even changed his diet, as if her mother would have let him continue on his path of fat-laden destruction. He'd even hired a trainer to help both him and her mother exercise. She'd spoken to her parents about her upcoming education in Australia. Where she was hesitant to leave her father, they'd encouraged her to go. The opportunity wouldn't pass her way again. Other than them, she had nothing else to stay for. Yiko didn't want her, so she may as well pursue her educational and traveling dreams. Over two weeks had passed since she'd last spoken to him. He'd tried to get in contact with her several times, but she ignored his calls and texts. He hadn't said anything meaningful in the texts anyway. Even if he had, it was too late. He said he loved her, but someone who truly did wouldn't have treated her the way he did, no matter how upset he was. Her heart had been torn apart by his hurtful words. She had no doubt that he'd meant every single one of them. If he didn't believe that she loved him, then what was the point of holding on to the friendship they'd shared? She may as well let him have her father and release him as anything more than someone she'd grown up with. Liar. He'd always be the one she had loved with every cell in her body. As the wise little four-year-old in her class would say, she'd loved him well, well, even though she'd never actually gotten a chance to experience what they could have been. Together. Exhausted from a day of teaching children who liked to talk more than lawyers in court, she left the school to walk to the junction so she could grab a taxi. She stopped when she saw Yiko's car pulled up next to her. I'll give you a ride home. Holding her head high, she ignored his invitation and continued walking along the well-worn, dusty path. No, thank you. He put the vehicle in park, and with a sigh she could hear from her location. He turned the engine off, got out, and jogged to her side. We need to talk. She rounded on him with her nostrils flaring, sure that her eyes were bugging out. Oh, really? The jerk of his neck brought her a modicum of satisfaction. Yes. Look, Yiko, it's been a long day. All I want to do is go home, enjoy my family, and then sleep until I have to do it all over again tomorrow. She pulled a handkerchief from her purse and wiped off the sweat from her forehead. Since you and Dad are on speaking terms again, we don't need to be. That's what I want to talk to you about. Ignoring the hope that had sparked, she decided to contend with the truth. There's nothing to say. What happened on Valentine's Day shouldn't have. We were in a festive mood and things got out of hand. He kicked a stone. Are you saying that you don't love me? She scoffed, unable to lie outright. She turned so he couldn't read her eyes and marched away. She'd love him until the day she died. Nothing would change how she felt about him. But he didn't need to know that. What does it matter? In a few weeks I'll be leaving Ghana. No need to make a big deal out of what happened. As long as you and Dad are okay, things are perfect. His lips stretched to the side as he sucked in air through his teeth. I'm sorry. About everything but especially for rejecting you. I was wrong, and I hope you'll be able to forgive me. She stumbled on her own feet. 
he reached out to stop her from falling on her face. When was the last time he'd ever apologized? For a man who'd come from such humble beginnings, his pride could rival that of a lion. He released her arm, and the delicious tingles ricocheting along her skin disappeared. She squinted at him. What did you and Dad talk about yesterday? I told him how I felt. Her mouth dropped open as her arms fell to her sides. What did you tell him? He looked her in the eyes. I apologized for him catching us and the consequences it had on his health. That I've been in love with you for a long time, and if you'd have me, I'd treat you well. The agony which had been crushing her chest alleviated. Did he threaten you with a bullet with your name on it? He chuckled, and I gladly accepted it. This doesn't change anything, she shrugged. I'm still going to school in a few weeks. Whatever we could have had can't be anymore. His brows squiggled together. Why not? Two years isn't impossibly long, considering how much time we've spent apart. He had a point, but she couldn't accept it, so she pivoted and took off. Ignoring the sun blazing down on them, he ran in front of her to block the path and pulled out a small box from his trouser pocket. Her gaze roamed from the container to his eyes. I can't be bought. I'm not trying to buy you. I just want you to know how much I care about you. She crossed her arms over her chest. It's not an engagement ring, although after getting to know each other better on this next plane of our lives, the next box may have one in it. The smile couldn't be stopped. How could she stay angry with him after such sweet words? She grabbed the box and opened it. Oh, my goodness! Bringing a trembling hand to the gold piece, she removed it. You remembered? Of course. She stared at him. But that had to be about seven years ago, just before you went to study in Italy. His gaze blazed into her eyes. It was the first piece I ever designed and created on my own. The tears fell then, obscuring the gold masterpiece in her palm. When you first described it, I had no idea that such a complicated idea could turn out so beautifully. What's so complicated about a locket of an angel with a diamond heart on one side and an elephant on the other? She examined both sides of the piece and admired each facet that added to its gorgeousness. Does it open? He nodded. It took her a few tries with jittery hands to get the locket to open, and when she did, she screeched. A picture of her and Yiko smiling at each other sat on one side of the locket. The inscription on the opposite was tiny, but legible. One heart. Not caring that they were on a public road, she swung her arms around his shoulders, making him stumble back a step, and merged their lips together. Nothing had ever felt as perfect as being close to him again. Pulling back but not out of his arms, she said, I love you so much, Yiko. I love you too, Sina. I think I always have, and I know I always will. They shared one last kiss before separating and heading to his car. She stared at the necklace, 
turning it over to inspect every detail. The elephant held two sets of initials, S-E plus Y-A. When did you add these? He took the necklace from her hand and hung it around her neck. When I created it. Her heart would burst with love and joy at any moment. It took effort to settle herself into the car. You know I'm expecting absolutely nothing but perfection when you make my engagement ring and wedding band, right? And don't wait too long to give it to me either. We aren't getting any younger after wasting all of these years. He laughed as he pulled out onto the road. Of course. But the time was never wasted. It allowed us to understand just what we needed. It just took a Valentine's Day date to propel us together. The most magnificent day in the year.